Can comedians take themselves too seriously? And can an interview that goes completely off the rails still be a success? Tonight we're going inside what is maybe one of the weirder shows out there in Canadian comedy right now. I'm Dean Young, and we're about to go Inside the Joke. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. part I was waiting for. Welcome to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto and tonight very special guests first time in the studio we are talking to the cast the panel of Monkey Toast. Welcome welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome to the show. We'll do a quick roll call here so our guests know we have David Shore in studio with us this evening. Hello I am definitely here. You are definitely physically present in the radio studio. We have Lisa Merchant in with us as well. Hey oh. And Jan Caruana, all from Monkey Toast. Hi. Welcome to the show. Thank you. And of course, all Second City alums, you've all instructed, you are all masterminds in the world of improv. I think that's safe to say. You said it. You said it. I said it on the radio. It is official. It has been said on the radio, so it is now written in stone. So Monkey Toast, I mean, it is, you know, I said in the intro, it is maybe one of the more interesting formats out there in Canadian comedy. Well, the full name right of the now. show yes. is Monkey Toast, the improvised talk show. That's right. Because and it is an improvised talk show. So take us inside. What what does, I don't I want to say there's an average Monkey Toast show because I don't think there's <laughs> yeah. anything average about it. Yeah. But what does a Monkey Toast show look like? So it is an improv it's a, talk it, show. So every month we do the show monthly at the Social Capital Theater. We have two guests on. Yep. Not at the same time. And I host the show. I interview the guests, and the interviews are real. Um, and the cast has no idea of any of the questions I'm going to ask, what we're going to talk about. And then after about three to five minutes, I throw the focus to the players, and they improvise scenes based off something we've talked about, that anything that strikes their fancy. And then the show goes back and forth between interview and improv. So does it sometimes strike a balance between, <laughs> I mean, the interview portion, do you, obviously, you keep that pretty light and comedy centric of course not but always can it be no i mean serious? we don't no i mean no it gets pretty i mean we yeah, did we no, had um there's, there's been heavy stuff there's been some oh, yeah. really heavy stuff yeah i mean i mean last show we had uh, former mayor david miller on oh, okay we talked quite a bit about climate change because he's involved with uh c40 cities um and we talked about transit and uh we had bob ray on we talked about rate eight we talked about real things yeah, um, who was the, the the um the doctor who was the head of like cancer She's like head of all cancer. <laughs> in charge of cancer. Yeah, just yeah, in, charge of cancer. <laughs> in charge of cancer. That might have been when I was I was away for seven years in the UK. So maybe. I, oh, I maybe that was. Honest, anyways, yeah. but you would go, okay, what's going to be funny about that? But she was great yeah. and yeah. it was fascinating and articulate. And we don't reenact. Right. We, no. we just get inspired by a concept. So you'll have a concept or a scene that just completely springboards from what they're talking about. Which yeah. I think is interesting because yeah. if you do have a show, if you do have a guest that where where it does go down a more serious avenue, topics wise, with mm-hmm. the actual interview, I mean, in a nutshell, that's the whole point of comedy to begin with, right? Is we can take these things that are maybe serious or scary and just find the absurd within that, right? And find that yeah. moment of levity that we can all sort of laugh at this topic. Yeah, like we've we've had people talk about suicide. We've had people talk about genocide. And I think like, yeah. it sounds The terrible. genocide show was not that funny. I just want to say, like, there was a real yeah. heaviness that I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. But yeah. I think the scenes were <laughs> still going. funny because people, yeah. 
uh, I think because you you know you have skilled improvisers, but it's also people want to release after they hear that. So to to get some levity and even if the humor is gallows humor, people are still wanting that release and and to find the the lightness in things that weigh them down. Because sometimes yeah. if if um, if we have somebody on uh, a guest who's being really funny or or trying to be funny, um, that work that doesn't work. Because it's yeah. like, okay, yeah. you've just said all the jokes. <laughs> yeah. You know? And so you don't necessarily, and because you're drawing your your interviewees, your guests are people from just such a wide swath, just from every avenue of focus. It's celebrity interviews is the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So I mean, celebrities and also just, uh, the show used to be three, it, the show started off with one guest. And yeah. It was a very serious interview. Then we went to three guests. So, and and we used to have like a, either a comedian or a musician off the top and they would either play a song or do, do like, two to five minutes of stand-up. Yeah. And the cast would improvise off of that. And then we'd have a middle person who someone was just kind of interesting, and then we try to have a celebrity in the second half. But now it's just two guests. It's a bit easier to produce. We tr- do try and get one name, so to speak, for the second half. Like like last show, we had my chiropractor on. Of <laughs> and the audience <laughs> laughed. Like, so many at me. chiropractor jokes. But it was hilarious. It was so funny <laughs> because right. I knew from seeing her and just asking her questions about like, how do you learn to crack someone's neck? And just talking about that, I thought this will be interesting for the show. Yeah. And it was so funny. Like she works on this. It's a called a springbok, a string, a drop, drop table, table, drop table. Oh, drop table. And just mentioning that, that opened up like, oh my God, this whole thing about drop tables. And apparently when you crack a neck, it's just when you crack it's a muscle. It's an adjustment. It's an adjust, sorry, it's an adjustment. <laughs> that became a big thing. Crack. And it's also about gases passing. And there was a whole thing about the ceremony of, I want to pass gas with you and stuff. But we and kept it classy. Oh yeah. It was, That's it was idea, really, right? so yeah. classy. It was, it was really hilarious. So we never know, like. Like, like I've had, like we will be having, I had surgery a few months ago. We're having my surgeon on. Because um, I, I know like from experience, we've been doing this show for 16 years. I, I know that just interesting things will lead to interesting and good improv. Well, and I think that's one of the most fantastic things about the world of improv and, and especially the scene here in Toronto and other hubs like this is that you you have this opportunity to just create these bizarre new formats that don't exist anywhere else. I think that you can't quite get in the world of stand-up especially. You know, mm. you can do these completely absurd, completely unique formats that nobody else has tried before. And obviously with Monkey Toast, it it became popular. It's been pretty successful so far. Yeah. I mean, 16 years, yeah. right? That's no small feat in Canadian mm-hmm. comedy. Yeah. Uh, I want to get, when we come back from break, we'll get a bit into uh, how this whole thing started. Sure. Whose brainchild this was. We'll be back with more Monkey Toast right here on Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hi, my name is Amanda Joy from Second Gen, and you are listening to Inside Jokes on 640. Oh, yeah. Welcome back. We are talking to the cast of Monkey Toast, the improvised interview talk show right here on Inside Jokes, Global News Radio 640 Toronto. We, of course, have David, Lisa, and Jan from Monkey Toast in studio with us tonight. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. We were talking about how, you know, so 16 years Monkey Toast has been going on. Yeah. Uh, Now your home stage is the SoCap Theatre here in Toronto. You're doing Mm -hmm. it once a month. So how did this whole, so we were explaining a bit before the break what the format of Monkey Toast is. Uh, how, how was this whole thing born? Where did this idea come from? 
Well, initially, I, I trained improv-wise down in L.A. I was in L.A. for six years, and I was a member of the Improv Olympic West, or the I.O. West, uh, which sadly closed last year, but it's still open in Chicago. And there was a for my favorite format was what one called the Armando. The long name of the show was the Armando Diaz Experience in Hootenanny. It's named after <laughs> it a real guy, Armando Diaz. And you'd have a monologist, like someone, usually a celebrity, uh, who takes a suggestion from the audience and they tell a true story from their life. And then the cast comes out and improvises. Oh, okay. And it would be, it was, a, it was like a two hour show, I think, with intermission. Be, there'd be different casts in the first and second half. And so when I came back to Toronto to do, I used to do this uh, one-man improv, one-man Herald, uh, I met Lisa because uh, she was running the Tim Sims Theater. And she, I said to her, why don't you come see my show? And I, and I had the idea. I was moving back to Toronto, and I thought I want to put together an Armando-type show. And uh, I asked Lisa to play, and she came and saw me do the show. And afterwards, I'll never forget, she goes, you're dark. I like it. I'll work <laughs> with you. And um, I was meeting people, but then I got I got put on. The producer from Second City saw me do the one-man Herald, and I got... I got asked to do the second city. So I was on the main stage for about a year and a half. And then when I left, um, I thought, well, it's time to put the Armando together. Uh, and I couldn't, Armando gave me permission to use it, but his name had been copyrighted. So, it was, I, so I've heard, I don't know. So I had to call it something else. So Monkey Toast was a rejected name from the second city, like for, for the main okay, stage I show. And I was say, liked, yeah. I liked it. Um, and it just became monkey toast. And it wasn't a traditional Armando where I was the monologist because I knew the form and we would have two, six players in each half. And the show was a hit right away. And we had about 50 people. We put, Lisa was in it from day one. Jan came in maybe a year or two later. Yeah, I was just a baby when it first started. True. Jan was a student. <laughs> Jan was a student of what? Uh, and um, <laughs> uh, someone, CBC Radio got involved and came and saw the show and liked it. And they said, the show needs a guest and a host because that's how radio works. And you're the host. Yeah. So they took me into the CPC building and trained me how to do interviews. And then f over a year, we made changes to the show. Like every time we tried, well, I remember I tried doing stand up off the top, doing a model, which is not me. And then, uh, <laughs> and I'd interview a guest standing up. And then over time, it just progressed. And we would have like uh, two guests, um, or, or maybe just, well, I think it was one guest at first. And, and they were like, you can't make fun of the guests. CBC was adamant about that. And we did a radio pilot for them, which didn't get picked up. But I liked the change in the show. Yeah. But this is unique and it's fun and it's different. So we kept it. And then over time, it's changed like a bit here and there with the number of guests mm -hmm. and, and just six cast members. And and I, I moved to the UK for like seven years and um, we stopped the show for about 18 months. Then it started up again with uh, Ron Tite hosting and Lisa and Jay and producing with him. And and uh, people really miss the show. So it's been very strong ever since. So if the guests come in and they have no, mm -hmm. there's no preconceived notions of what you're going to ask them, what you're going to talk about in the actual interview portion. Well, the guests have a bit of an idea. They so have I'll a bit do, of an idea. I'll say, what do you want to talk about? Give me, give me a few things to talk about. Or I'll do a lot of research, depending yeah. on who they are, um, if they're Googleable. And um, <laughs> But I'll say, give me just give me a couple things to feed into a story, something you want to talk about. And we always say, if there's something you don't want to talk about, let us know. And if something comes up in the show and you don't want to talk about it, just say, I don't want to talk about it. And that happened once in 16 years. That's um, pretty good. Yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> really? not a, it's not like we're not looking to grill people. It's yeah. Fun show. And people are like, oh, you should have Doug Ford on the show. It's like, no, I shouldn't. I should not have Doug Ford. Well, no, because that's so, automatically going to be the hot seat, right? I mean, you kind of. Well, it's like I can't. Like I'm a person. Either that I have or you're a giving them a platform, right? Mm. It's not about the platform. It's just I have a lot of things to say to Doug Ford. <laughs> <laughs> and you wouldn't be able, I to, be able to restrain yourself <laughs> yeah. from. No. You couldn't keep neutral. I don't think no. I could either, to be no. fair. There'd Neither. be no time for the improv. No, I, just, I, just, no. I probably would just not do the show that month because no. I would just not be able to keep 
from strangling. Well, I mean, in, you know, in a traditional, quote unquote, traditional interview, sometimes you will have guests where it's difficult to sort of pull things from them and get them to open up and volunteer certain things. Yeah. Obviously, with this show, that's essential because you're then taking that and going into the story, going into the scene from that. Have you ever ran into that where you get people where it's really just trying to like squeeze water from a stone with these people? Or do you do they know because there is a comedy and improv element that they're just kind of open and relaxed with it? It depends on the guest. Yeah, it does. Because it's it's we've had a little bit of everything, that's for sure. Yeah, there's been a over we've been lucky that over 16 years, I can only think of two guests offhand and I won't say their names. Um, (laughs) Just just there's no point. And I remember thinking you're killing me. Like I was the interview, I said to this one person, so tell me about the book you're writing. He said, oh, it's just a book. And I thought, <laughs> you are killing me. And I had to answer all their questions. I had to, I'd ask the question, and then I would answer it for them because I have to give the cast something. And yeah. they just didn't want to talk for whatever reason. So that's not <laughs> good for anything. It's a funny thing to do on yeah. a talk show. Well, and that's the thing. Yeah. Like in, in a situation like that, what do you do? Does it throw to the audience more? Because, of course, in improv, a lot of the strength and a lot of the source material comes from your interactions with the people sitting right in front of you and with the audience. But here, I don't know, is there as much of that involved in Monkey Toast? Because it's really all based on the guest, right? Yeah, we don't yeah. have a ton of interaction with the audience, uh, especially at the SoCap, just the way it's yeah. set up. Yeah. Um, and it is it is a lot of, of interaction with the audience and you can or with the in- interviewee, and you can see them reacting to you. And I feel like that feeds me a lot too. Mm. Interesting. All right, we're gonna find out more about the behind the scenes of Monkey Toast with the cast right here on Inside Jokes on Global News Radio six forty Toronto. We'll be right back. Hello, this is Black Zeus, and you are listening to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to Inside Jokes, right here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. We have some shiny, happy people in studio with us tonight. I think so, right? Just bringing the sunshine into the studio this week. Good song, then. <laughs> Doesn't it just brighten the mood <laughs> yeah, automatically? Yeah. We'll get R.E.M. on here sometime. We have, of course, the cast and panelists of Monkey Toast in studio with us. The yes. improvised interview show, the improvised talk show, of course, monthly here in Toronto now at the Social Capital Theatre. We were talking before the break about how, you know, just trying to, the interview portion of Monkey Toast, just what you can pull from your guests and use that for your material for the improv part. Have you ever gotten an interview on Monkey Toast just go completely off the rails and become almost more absurd than what you could even do in the improv side of things? I don't know. You know That's a I, good I'll, question. I don't remember. Uh, I, don't I will name Go a name Jan. because okay. it, is a, it is a compliment. It is, it, yeah. <laughs> when we have uh, Sean Cullen yeah. was on the show. I kind of had yeah, a weird Sean feeling Cullen, that you yeah. would say that. He is yeah. so funny and yeah. just so fast. Yeah. That you, as a like as an improviser, you just kind of sat there and went, "Well, uh, there goes that. Trip. We're in trouble. There goes that. <laughs> we're in some serious there trouble here." <laughs> yeah. Then yeah, we have to get heavy and serious. Yeah, we got. Yeah. I, I think I did a piece from Macbeth. Yeah, <laughs> Lady Macbeth in that. It's funny with Sean because I I missed. The, he was on the show recently, and I and Sandy was hosting because I I was recovering from surgery, but he was on, I don't know, like ten years ago when we were. I think it was at the at the Drake. And someone did a pre-interview with him, and they said he wasn't talkative at all. <laughs> but then on the show, he, I didn't even have to be there. Like, was, like it was just yeah. like he just went on. He's yeah. he's, he's so funny yeah. and just and just in the moment, like he's really unique. Yeah, I just remember I remember that thinking I don't even need to ask. All I have to do is ask half a question, and he's ready to go. And, yeah, he's yeah, just sort of great. this like 
electricity that switches on as soon as yeah. he gets on stage or you yeah. know yeah. as soon as it's time to go and he's got yeah. his fingers in a lot of stuff so yeah. he's mm-hmm. got a lot to talk about mm-hmm. you know like he can talk about anything it's not just about um his entertainment stuff you know yeah and, like he's he's talking about his book but that'll ping him off onto something else and, and, and he just goes, goes, goes. And he's got opinions too, which is oh, nice. Yeah. I think like that's a really great thing when a person who comes on the show has like strong opinions about something because like that feeds us a ton as opposed to someone who's just like, oh, my next project is this thing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah well, and I think I, I guess that's the, the improv part of it playing into the interviews as well, right? Because if you have a guest who does bring themselves that, that much to the show and sort of volunteers that much, mm-hmm. You might be having a specific topic you're discussing, but they can completely take it into a whole different direction, which then it's almost like the interview itself becomes improv in a way, right? Well, I mean, I do script the show. I do script the the interview, but I've been doing it long enough. Like, it took me a year to get comfortable doing it because it's not easy. Um, But over time, you know, I I felt more comfortable. And, you know, I'll just go with the flow, and I will go off script or I will rearrange things. But if I don't have a script... When we come back from a segment, it's like, I need something to talk about other than, so where do you like to go on vacation? Because you can't really <laughs> yeah. ask so many of those. Um, and, and and I do want to try and find something different. Like, I do ask the guests, what's something that I can't find out about you on, on the internet? That's, you know, just, in, and it doesn't have to be funny. It's just interesting. Something that we don't get publicly, yeah. Yeah, and it's never about, and I always tell them, because people are, there is a lot of, like Mayor Miller's been, been on the show several times, so he knows he can just be himself. But people the first time are scared they have to be funny. And I'm like, you don't have to be funny at all. It just has to be interesting. You're just going to talk to me. That's it. Yeah, actually, I, is it a tough concept to sort of pitch to people in that way? Because they, well, it's a comedy show. Do I have to come? But mm. This isn't what I do, you know? I think some people do think, inherently yeah. think, oh, I should be funny. And rather than it's like, no, you're interesting as who you are and and that's all you need to be. Mm-hmm. So mostly yeah. people are good about that. But uh, you get the odd person who you can tell is a little bit, uh, especially if they're in the second half. And if the mm-hmm. first guest has <laughs> yeah. been funny, yeah. then they're like sweating bullets because they thinking think, that oh, they have to follow. That yeah. And do it. Yeah, that's true. And it's almost I mean, it's interesting that you guys do gather your guests from so many different walks of life because I think if all your guests were just comedy people if you had just all stand up and sketch people yeah well no I got I think you know know they would just try and take it over right I mean I've been told like early on there was a a, a note sent to me of like can you stop booking theater people (laughs) (laughs) because it's too much like like it's too much it's just too much of the same to pull from so we do try and book a variety you know who I love that I thought I was going to (laughs) hate yes is Russell Oliver he was the gold man. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was right. so, Cash like, I man. thought, oh, that guy, ugh. And then he came on. He was so charming and funny, and he just had so many interesting things to talk about. But that was one of those people where I thought, well, whatever. Just <laughs> Were you scared that he wouldn't be willing to be self-deprecating in any way? I guess so, yeah. or, or just too full of himself or something. Mm. I don't know what it was, but uh, he was just, from the get-go, was just, a, a super guy and it, he was so charming and funny and he knew exactly who he was <laughs> he loved being he loves being the center of attention and he was so aware of it and it was it was great it was really great I know Ron that was when Ron Tight was hosting the show and I was in the right. and Ron told me that tickets had never sold faster <laughs> wow when he was on the show oh is that yeah. right yeah, yeah. <laughs> well it's so sort of such a you know cult Toronto figure as well I mean 
Well, it's surprising because you know? we do get big names on. Yeah. And, and like Bob Ray was a bit like that room was packed. And Bob Jack Layton. Jack Layton. Oh, was Jack on. would be fantastic. Jack Layton was on a couple times and was great. He loved the show. Uh, he was such a supporter of, 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 of just live theater. Same with David Miller. Like I, I met both of them out in the city. And they're both like, I'd love to be on the show. Yeah. You know, and Bob Ray, we were some of Facebook friends and I sent him a long message and he replied. And and I told him we'd had, we'd had Jack Layton on the show and, and David Miller and John Tory had been on the show. And he said, I'd love to do it. I'm only insulted. You haven't asked me sooner. Oh, that's fantastic. I want to get back with some more of the list of guests we've had on Monkey Toast. We will be right back with more Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. This is Kay Trevor Wilson, and you're listening to Inside Jokes, 640. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the one and only Cashman. No, listeners, if you're just tuning in right now, I'm very sorry. The Cashman, Russell Oliver, is not on Inside Jokes tonight. <laughs> Maybe that's an idea for a future episode, though. We do, however, don't be sad, because if you're just tuning in now, first off, why are you doing that? We're halfway through the show. Second off, we have the cast of Monkey Toast in studio with us. The only, in all of Canadian comedy, the only improvised talk show. The only show of its kind, really, and we're entering 16, you're in your 16th year now? Yeah. And monthly? monthly. I mean, it used to be twi- it used to be every other week. Which, every other week. literally. That seems like a killed. lot. It was a lot. And, I, and, yeah. I, it was just, and at the time, it was just me producing it and running it, and it, it took over my life. It was terrible. That's a, <laughs> And I mean, especially, I mean, the improv yeah. part, it's like, okay, let's hope we get somebody who's going to be open and easy to work with on stage, and then mm-hmm. we can just go and have fun from that, because you can't plan that portion anyhow. Really, yeah. to a degree, but the actual interview part—I mean, the prep that would go into that—is just. Well, you know, I don't prep as much as I used to because when Ron Tight and I would talk from time, like Ron w- took over the show w- when I left with Lisa and Jan, and, and he's such a great guy. And uh, if the show, like in the summer, we don't do the show in July and August because no one's around. Yeah, fair you know? enough. So, um, and I would typically come back in August, um, but there was the odd time I came back and the show was happening, so I got to play, I got to just improvise, which to me was is the best because I don't have to do anything; I can just show up. And I love improvising more than anything. And I remember talking to Ron. He's like, yeah, I don't think I prepare as much as you. I just write down a few mm-hmm. questions. And, <laughs> and whereas I had like pages and pages and I would do loads of research. And then learning from him, like when Ron, you know, Ron had a conference called Lisa and I. And he's like, listen, my wife's pregnant. I need to leave the show. And, and you should take it. You know, you should do the interviews again. I was like, oh, man, I got to do all that work again. <laughs> but I don't do as much research. I don't do as I, do, I know I have three interview segments yeah. per guest. And that's it. And I don't need to overdo it. So I don't. And I trust myself that if we run out, we'll find something to talk about. And do you sort of trust now that it's as much as it is scripted, is it sort of like that's just a lead in, a talking point? And you well, know so that it always is. Like sometimes I have the answer. Sometimes they say, oh, ask me about this. Yeah. You know, and I don't know the story. Like we had Mark Hepsher on not too long ago. And it was surreal for me to meet him because I used to watch, you know, Sportsline every night, you know, in my 20s. Yeah. And, um, and he said, oh, ask me about the time... I, Doug Gilmer and I uh, were, in this, were almost in a car accident, and I don't know the story. And he told it, and it was really, and it was fun. So I don't need to know, need to know it. And if a guest has, oh, ask me about this, then that makes my job easier. And it's also I can be more in the moment when I'm talking to them. 
Well, the interesting, so, I mean, you've had not just comedy people, you've had politicians, you've had, mm -hmm. as you mentioned earlier, you had your chiropractor on the show before. <laughs> yeah. It's people from everywhere. What, what are some of the more difficult topics that have come up that you've then had to improv from? Uh, I remember cancer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a couple cancer, times. Holocaust. I mean, yeah. it's really Holocaust, the big dude. ones. Wow, yeah. yeah. Well, there no. was a particular genocide. And I do bring up, like, we, my cousin, Professor David Shore, has been uh, on the show several times. Not only here, but when I had the show in the UK. He was, right. On um, both, and and we're both, you know, children, Holocaust survivors, so it kind of comes up, but not in. I try not to bring it up too much. Um, <laughs> as it does, as it, it does, up, yeah. as it does. Um, but I remember Kevin Hearn was on the show um, from the Bare Naked Ladies, and he had gone through, I think, the year before this cancer treatment, mm. right? And he wrote his solo album in while he was in uh, isolation, you know, because he he I think he, he had been in isolation for I think a couple weeks, and we talked about it, and he said, "Good luck making that funny." Yeah. And I said, it will be funny, and I guarantee you to be tasteful. And it was. I Because the cast, like, these are really the best players in the world. Like, they're so good. Everyone in the show is so good, and there's so much trust on stage. And we don't ask people to do the show who are, like, who just go, like, blue all the time or just, mm. you know, do gross jokes. It's not what the show is about. And I, well, think, yeah. sorry, I think that we get, like, especially if you're just, like, a normal person who isn't used to being interviewed, like, we get that it's a lot. You're putting yourself out there and you're, you're being vulnerable. So we as players want to, like, make sure that we honor that and we we don't make fun of them and we want to make mm. sure that we elevate what they're saying. And, and if they have the, you know, the balls to, like, yeah. <laughs> to put something out there, like, we want to be sure that we we take that and we take care of it, you know, that they don't feel bad for putting themselves out there. Well, I mean, that speaks to the strength of the improv side of things as well in the cast I mean to take a topic like that and actually be able to make it funny but also tasteful and relatable in that moment mm -hmm. I mean for mm -hmm. people tackling those types of topics in stand-up I mean that's there's a lot of honing that material and there's a lot of falling down and getting back up again <laughs> that goes yeah. into that you know yeah. yeah and audiences will tell you very quick if they're in, on board with that or not so I think to be able to take that in the moment and ride that energy of the room and actually do that right then and there I mean really speaks to the strength of the cast here it, yeah the cast and to be and just to be upfront we don't I don't we don't go I don't go looking to talk about these things no for and sure. often we don't sometimes the guests say well I've gone through this and I'll go I don't think that's something we want to talk about because it puts the cast in that situation I mm -hmm. do remember have a vivid memory though we did uh, late night at the fringe for two years the fringe asked us to host a, a show there. And that and we had five guests a night, and that's when we transitioned to having three guests. And um, Jan came, I don't know if Jan, if you remember this, but he came to me, and it was a free show, and there was a little girl in the front row. She said, David, that little girl in the front row is cancer, so we better not mention cancer. And so I say to the cast, hey, guys, there's everyone, there's a girl in the front row with cancer. So And, and Bruce Hunter's like, why'd you say that? Now I can't stop thinking about cancer. And so, Fair enough, yeah. I don't know at what point in the show, but Paul Constable. I was going to say, it's got to be yeah. Constable. Well, con no, but Constable, it wasn't... It, Paul Constable was on the main stage with me, and he's the uh, Canadian Tire guy, and he's yeah. hilarious. He's a really, really funny guy, and he's doing this scene, and he's like, "This suitcase," and he just blanks, has cancer, <laughs> and Jan just covers her mouth like, "Oh my god!" And I, I, and I see the little girl, and she starts laughing her ass off. But I know Constable. I've been in, like, I blank any time we do an improv show. I blank at some point, and the first thing that pops in my head, I say, and I'm sure had we not said anything. Constable would have never said cancer. Yeah. But it was so funny. Like that little girl thought it was hilarious. And most people, you know, can laugh at themselves or or whatever. And we don't we certainly don't do anything malicious on the no. show. So, you know. 
which I think is the key. I mean, and that's the that's that's good improv to begin with is just relating to the audience and bringing them into what you're doing. I think stand up can sometimes have that feeling of you're going at that person. Mm -hmm. You know, you're yeah. not you're launching into them. You're not making them part of the energy of what you're doing. I think that's the strength of Monkey Toast, especially and improv in general. We're going to be right back with more Monkey Toast right here on Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hi, this is Kay Trevor Robinson, and you are listening to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. We are talking to some of the cast and performers of the six-time Canadian Comedy Award-winning Monkey Toast, the improvised talk show. Six Canadian comedy oh. awards, by the way. Sixteen yeah. years, that's all. None of that are small feats in Canadian comedy. I don't know if you ever stopped to think about that, but that's pretty good. That's a great shelf life in Canadian <laughs> comedy, yeah, for sure. But I think that's what keeps Monkey Toast going, is this is a completely unique original format that obviously taps into something with people. And I mean, we were talking earlier in the show about how your guests range from every profession every walk of life and of course a lot of big name guests a lot of celebrity guests you aren't just sitting there every month at the SoCap and interviewing comedians to talk about comedy no. I think that's a key to yeah. your success <laughs> as well and we don't have comedians like when we used to have the three guests and yeah. we had a comedian musician on you know every show and that was a short segment so that worked but now we rarely have a comedian on like, like Sean Cullen is a big name in Elvira Curtin they have a lot to talk about mm, Yeah, but great. I think in the last year we had Sandra Badalini on and just because I saw her one person show and she's always made me laugh so hard. And I think she did a little bit of stand up and Ryan Belleville was in town and him and I bumped and into each other energy, and yeah. we were talking and yeah. And so I just thought, well, we can just talk. Like I need to be able to talk to you yeah. rather than just you coming and doing stand up. Um, so we don't have them on as much as we used to, uh, but we will from time to time. And we do need, we do have regular guests like, like Andrew Coyne's on once a year, Richard Krause is on uh, once a year. Uh, Bob Ray wants to come back on the show. You know, yeah, so if someone's fantastic. good and they're local, we'd definitely have them back. So for you guys, is there ever do you ever have a list in your head of like who would be your your ideal guest, your biggest get, if you will? Ooh. Who you would just love mm. to not just interview them and, and get these stories from them, but also just improvise from what they have to talk about. Mm. Oh man. Well we were trying I was trying for a while to get Trudeau on the show, like to work it out. <laughs> we had people who were like I have had an in, but it just didn't work out. And we tried for a number of years to get Peter Mansbridge. Oh, oh yeah, he'd Mansbridge be fun. would be great. Yeah. But, he, but he's he didn't live like he he had a house outside Toronto on weekends he was gone. Yeah. So and I remember Jack Layton referred us to Ed Broadbent. And I wrote him a letter. He would have been great. <laughs> I wrote him a letter, and we were like, and we don't have a lot of money. It's like we will pay for your hotel, we will pay for your car, we will yeah. pay for your flight. But he never even responded to me. But um, uh, oh, Ed. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to get some of the Maple Leafs, but it, you know, for us, it has to be. We only get guests through someone who knows the person. Right. Whenever we go through like official channels, it's you know they ask a lot of questions. It, it never gets to the person. You know, like once yeah. they see the show, like you can watch clips. If you go to our website, MonkeyToast.com, there's some great clips. You can see what the show is like. It's just yeah. fun. 
um, but every big name we've had. But was yeah, really like um, Mark Tewksbury and Marty yeah, McBean. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's all. You know, it was great to have those kind of athletes there. And we did have a hockey player on once, and I I'm blanking on his name, but I got to wear his Stanley Cup ring. Oh, oh wow! So that, that was that. pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. That must have been a Ron tight one as well. Exactly. Uh, Ron or Sandy, but it, it was oh, really yeah. cool because I was super shy and I was like, oh man, I'd love to get a picture of myself wearing that ring. Yeah. And then Sandy was like, come on. Like he just basically put me in a headlock and like dragged me over to the guy and he was so nice. Yeah. Oh. Well, and I know it's, of course, you know, predominantly guests that, yeah, are in this area or happen to be coming to Toronto for, for whatever reason. Yeah. And obviously, largely Canadian guests. Has there ever been anybody come on to do the show that you're kind of like nervous to to work with them or to interview them? Well, I know. Well, I guess this again was was Ron because this was part yeah. of something else. But we had David Suzuki. Oh, and yeah. we did it at yeah. the Second City, mm. and um, that was awesome. It was amazing. I mean, he he has such a great sense of humor himself. Yeah, and mm -hmm. doesn't take himself you know too seriously. Um, and uh, it yeah, it was just it was just awesome, right? Like he was just so into it, and yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, like when you have those iconic people on your. Like, you just become an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> Cause, yeah. Because, yeah. like, my job is to be kind of an idiot on stage, and you're like, oh, man, David Suzuki's going to see me playing, like, a narwhal <laughs> or something. Like, <laughs> that's right. I was nervous. To, like, for interviewing, I was quite nervous. We had Lee Marikel on last year. She's uh, an Indigenous uh, author and educator, very well known. And, and Lisa and I talked quite a bit about this. Um, you know, I, I wasn't given any education in school about Indigenous, about what was going yeah. on. I didn't know residential schools were happening in my lifetimes. And I, when I came back to Canada, I got very angry when I found this out. So we've talked, Lisa and I have talked about educating ourselves. And and one of our players, Herbie Barnes, Lee is his former mother-in-law, and so we booked her on the show. And I read some of her books, and I was quite anxious about saying something or being offensive. It's the last thing I want to be. Mm -hmm. And the first thing she said to me is, Dave, we're people. If we can't talk to each other, what's the point? And of course we can talk. We can laugh. And she's hilarious. She's so funny. So funny. And she loved the show. And it was just so, it was so much fun. It was such a great night. Which is all you want. I mean, that's the ideal guest right there is somebody who just goes open up their inhibitions mm -hmm. and just let you play with it and have fun. Yeah. You know, get yeah. that mix of info and then improv. We'll be back with more with the cast of Monkey Toast right here on Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hi, this is Inside Jokes. I'm Jeremy Hotz. It's not my show, and it's on 640, which you know because you're listening. Now, back to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You can't not love the B-52s. You can't mm. not have fun with the B-52s. We're having fun tonight in studio. We've been talking to the six-time Canadian Comedy Award winning Monkey Toast, the improvised talk show. Welcome back, you guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, thanks for having us. So much fun yeah. just finding out some of who of the guests you've had on Monkey Toast over the years, some of the more difficult to tackle topics that you've had. But it's funny because you still, on Monkey Toast, depending who your guest is, I don't know. I guess sometimes you have you ever had a guest where it's just like, huh, we learned something today. Oh, definitely. You know, every like, time, every, every time. time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And people comment <laughs> about that 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 they learn things. Uh, that, you know, like with David Miller, last show, I said to him, you know, what can people in the audience, what can we do for climate change on a yeah. personal level? And he said, don't fly unless you have to, and and try eating less meat. <laughs> that, was yeah. that was it. That was it. That was it. Yeah. So I, f I keep eating the uh, A and W. <laughs> 
like <laughs> fake meat burger. meat burger. Yeah, it's delicious. Send me a check. Um, <laughs> New sponsor for new us. Sponsor. Yeah. I think yeah. that's one of the most fantastic things you guys have somehow tapped into here, though, too, is, I mean, being able to pivot back and forth between two such wildly different mm, formats. Yeah. I mean, you could be talking to a guest that's completely has the entire room and raptured listening <laughs> like, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And then five minutes later, you're jumping into this absurd piece of improv. I mean, if you try to do that with stand up, if you try and mix formats and have a stand up follow, you know, a folk musician, it mm-hmm. oh, right. traditionally yeah. just sort of Tough. dies right then yeah, and right. there. Tough it just it, yeah. it totally is. It doesn't lend itself to that. I mean, I think you guys mm-hmm. have tapped into something really unique and special here with being able to blend the two so successfully. And I mean, yeah, it, I mean, the show, it, you know, it taps into the audience too because yeah. there are mm-hmm. people who come for the interview, there are people who come from the, for the mm-hmm. improv. And like it's such a lovely Venn diagram of yeah. that cross section who who come for both, you know, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah, like every show, there's new people. Like people come, like either a friend told them or they heard. Like Bob Ray's on the show, people oh I want to see Bob Ray talk. Yeah, and then they come back with friends. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll come back. They'll come to the show once, and they come back again, with, and they bring all their friends. Not like they, they make sing. friends, and then they like, <laughs> yeah. No, the audience yeah, tends to hate each place. other. But, <laughs> no, it's not a meetup. Yeah, repeat yeah. customers. That's if you can get that in Canadian comedy, then oh, yeah. you're one step ahead automatically. Yeah, yeah that <laughs> sure. aren't just other performers. Absolutely, yeah. that was the thing. It was like <laughs> yeah. um, we've all played a million shows where it's just like. Really, we're just giving each other the same ten dollars <laughs> yeah. back, and yeah. forth, but it's just, just like. But this is like people who are oh, they have jobs, they have different lives, and they come yeah. see the show. They make a point. They're they pay there. for parking. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They came on purpose. Yeah, yeah. driving yeah. from Newmarket, and they don't like, sit you know. with their arms crossed, going, yeah. Hmm, "Yeah, that's funny." We'll have aspiring stand-ups listening to this episode, just being like, "How is that even possible?" Yeah. Well, do your show for sixteen years. Yeah. And, but as well, you know, the show wouldn't work without the cast, like the cast is so like we're you know i was always particular about who i let play and then and lisa books it and it's you know everyone is of the highest like these are the best improvisers and ev- and everyone's a wonderful person you know like there's no like an improv if you're not a nice person you don't get asked to play yeah that's, that's right because it's all about giving and taking with who you you know you your scene partners yeah be a good you got to be able to play well with others yeah yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely yeah. i think out of you know stand-up sketch improv that is obviously the most important in improv because you're out there relying on each other yeah. for survival. Yeah, nothing without you know? your scene partner. Yeah. That's, yeah. Right. That's right. That's yeah. totally true. All right, so we have Monkey Toast is, of course, every month at the Social Capital Theatre here in Toronto. Uh, and, of course, people can can check out some clips and upcoming shows on monkeytoast.com. Monkeytoast.com. Uh, yeah. And where else can people find you guys coming up? Uh, I'll be at Monkey Toast on June 1st <laughs> yeah. at the Social Capital Theatre, 8 p.m. And I just want to say our guest that night, we have uh, Stella Walker, who's a multidisciplinary artist, plus... Our main guest is Carolyn Taylor, who's one of the oh, yeah. uh, from Swan Sketch Show. Um, and we also have another show called The Panel Show, which will be happening on June 22nd, where I bring I, I host the show. And we bring together two improvisers in character and two real journalists. And we talk about real topics. And it's very funny. Jen often plays a very a very inaccurate uh, imitation of Mort, Mort Saul, Saul, the yeah. comedian. <laughs> the worst Mort Saul impersonation you'll ever see. That's but worth the price of admission yeah. alone right there. But hilarious. And in the fall, we're bringing back another show that we do, which we're actually uh, doing tonight, called... Um, uh, the Arkin and Friends, which is a pure improv show, and we typically have a stand-up uh, as a friend off the top, and I get to play in that show. So fantastic! And mm-hmm. on Friday night, um, I'll be at uh, Beer Beer, which is a show at SoCap, 
and um, Matt McCready is the producer there, oh, and is such a great guy. And he's like one of these younger people who has mm -hmm. energy and produces yeah. shows, and he does a quality job at it. So one of his shows is Beer Beer. That's I'll a be fun there show. too. Fantastic. Yeah. Thanks again to David, Lisa, and Jan for joining us in studio. Go see Monkey Toast Live. Go to monkeytoast.com. And of course, keep it tuned right here to Global News Radio 640 Toronto for the dating and relationship show with Laura Balata. Now for this week's comedy listings. Don't miss Monkey Toast Live at Toronto's Social Capital Theatre every month. Hit up monkeytoast.com. And of course, you could check out other venues in Toronto at comedybar.ca and secondcity.com to find out what's going on on stage in the worlds of improv and sketch. Hi, this is Alicia Carusi, and you're listening to my aunt, Sandra Carusi's Comedy Rx. This week featuring Sean Cullen. It is lovely to be here. I love Australia. I love the way you speak. It's beautiful. But it means you'll never get a James Bond villain. No one would ever take you seriously as a supervillain. It's wrong. Right, James... I've captured you. Sorry about that. I can't have you traipsing around, walking around the grounds like you're some kind of crazy man. Just have a seat, James. I'll tell you about my evil plan. I think you'll like it. It's magic. What I've got to do is take a bunch of crocodiles, I'm going to put some computers in their heads, and I'm going to get them drunk on rum, then I'm going to put them in little wigs. Oh, it's a terrible plan. 